Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. I'm John Norman and delighted to be bringing you more cricket straight out of India. Not the uh, Test Series, ODI Series, T20 Series. Uh, We're talking about the uh, IPL, the Indian Premier League. It's going to be the only show in town over the next six or seven weeks. And uh, for the next uh, 48 minutes or so, uh, myself, John Norman and also Steve Harmison will be... uh, uh, riding the form guide, a little bit like ahead of uh, a week of Cheltenham, I suppose. We're all uh, IPO experts now. Um, we're going to be basing our predictions on orange caps rather than orange shirts, purple caps rather than uh, purple jerseys. Um, deciding who's going to be champions without mentioning the Mumbai Indians and uh, deciding who we will be looking out for as we cast our eye over every single of the eight teams in this an IPL preview on the Cricket Collective. Well, let's have a look at the first team then. We're going to uh, split the show into uh, four sections, two teams a section. So let's get underway with the champions, really, because uh, much is said and written about Mumbai Indians. Uh, They've won the tournament uh, more than any other side, and they have been a consistent threat over the last five or six years. And really, uh, you know, we're going to be asking the question, who's going to win the IPL? Well, we can't mention the Mumbai Indians. We'll make our predictions (laughs) as you go. But when you look at that lineup, what they could field, it's an incredibly strong, varied, uh, experienced, resourceful um, 11. And they've got plenty on the bench as well to come in. So uh, how do you see how they're going to set up? And, I mean, can anybody beat them this year? Yeah, I think they're, they're the ones that everybody will be looking to beat. They've won, was it, five in the last six? They are a phenomenal team. Rohit Sharma leads them very, very well, as we've seen in the one days in the 2020s. Surikumar Yadav, and you've got Ishan Kishan. I tell you what they have done, I think. They've strengthened the overseas very, very well. What you'll see is this, the typical Mumbai team. I think it'll be the 1-11 to 11 from last year. Very, very similar. But if injuries or you know, if, if form goes out the window with overseas, they've covered the bases in such a way that they've got Jimmy Nisham with Nathan Kuntal-Nile. So very, very similar in that aspect. You've got... Quentin de Kock will go in first, and they've got some like Chris Lynn to back up. Bear in mind, you know, Ishan Kishan can keep wicket. Um, Pollard, self-explanatory, is probably the best overseas, I think, in, in 2020 history because of what he's done and what he's won. And you've got uh, Marco Janssen, a little bit of a surprise. Marco Janssen coming in as a backup left-arm seamer from, from uh, sorry, South Africa to, to, to sort of be there just in case anything happens to Trent Bolt. But the likes of Bumrah, both Pandyas, we've seen Kishan and Surikuma Yadav to go along with Rohit Sharma. These are these are frightening. They're a frightening side. And if they keep everybody fit, they're 1 to 11, possibly a couple of replacements. They're going to be a difficult team to beat. They're going to be based in Chennai for the start. Um, but again, I don't think that'll matter too much. They are, I think they've gone well. And one little surprise this sprung, and it's whether it is. 
um, out of sentiment for his father, um, Arjun, is it Arjun Tendulkar? I think he's, he's how to pronounce his first name. Spent a lot of time in England and he's got himself a first IPL contract for the Mumbai Indians. So there's one to watch. Absolutely. I mean, they're called the Mumbai Indians. And uh, when you look at that starting 11, which you would imagine, Sharma, Dukok, Yadav, Kishan, Pollard, Panja, Panja, Colton Oll, Chawla, uh, possibly, uh, Bolt and Bumrah. What's that? Rohit Sharma won. We've see, just seen Surya, Kumar, Yadav and Nishan Kishan break into the T20 side. Of course, we know all about uh, the two Panja brothers, but Kroonel with that, you know, really emotional moment on field yeah. when he made his debut in the ODI against England. What a what a performance that was. What a story. And then, of course, Jasprit Bumrah, who, let's not forget, has had a little bit of a break as well. You know, he's uh, he missed the limited over series against England. So he's not going to be tired, is it? And he would have escaped the bubble, bubble life as well, which is something that maybe we can talk about with some of the other players. So it just means he comes back into bubble life and they do have their families with them in the IPL and he's going to be refreshed, uh, a married man now. Um, and that could, that could just, that could see them elevate even higher. For me, you know, the likes of Bumrah, he's huge. They've got a formula and a lot's been talked about in the, in the, in the, in the matchups and the formula. Well, there's no better formula than the Mumbai Indians and a team that beats them will win the IPL for me. Okay, very quickly, who's going to score most of their runs? Who's going to score, or rather take, most of the wickets? Well, Sharma, Robert Sharma's going to score most of their runs for me. I think he's, he had a, a, I wouldn't say a lean spell, but I think he, for him he would, he would like a few more runs um, in, the, uh, in the ODIs and T20s. And then you can't look away from Jasper Bumrah. Um, Bumrah, again, will be pivotal to the success of the Mumbai Indians. OK, well, I'm going to go for Quinton de Kock. I think uh, the captaincy for South Africa is behind him now. That will uh, just mean he can just go out and do what he does best and bat. And, uh, yeah, difficult to look past Bumrah, isn't it? So I'm going to agree with you with that. OK, let's move on to uh, Team 2, which is uh, the uh, newly named Punjab Kings. Now we're going to see something big. Kel Rahul has come down the pitch and gone through with that one and has hit it miles over Rashid's head. A reverse sweep that's going into the stands for six. Oh, Nicholas Puran is very attractive with the reverse sweep. Here is Jordan once again. Bold in! Rashid goes in. It's a googly to Surya Makhlouf. Yadav. Oh, what a catch, Chris Jordan! Worldie! Absolute worldie! Okay, Punjab Kings then, uh, Harmi. They've rejigged the name. They've rejigged the side a little bit as well. Uh, again, plenty of experience, but um, you know, even just a little glance along what you think would be the the first eleven, the difference in strength uh, is evident when you hold it up alongside the Mumbai Indians. And it's difficult to feel that unless they get off to a really good start, um, they're going to be struggling again. Yeah, last year they were a bit patchy. I, I, you know, we talked about it early in the show, you know, in the piece last year, where they had Agarwal, Manik Agarwal and Kiel Raoul were streets ahead of anybody else in the run scoring department. Agarwal got a 99, I think, and Kiel Raoul got 100. And all of a sudden you're thinking they've got runs on the board. They just couldn't win games. That was the issue. I think for a large proportion of, that, of last, the last IPL, the two leading run scorers were from the Punjab, you know, the Kings eleven at the time, Punjab Kings now, and they didn't even they didn't even look like winning a cricket match. So again, a lot rests on their overseas. Whether Gill, you've got probably two spots for the four places. Are they going to get Universal Boss in the side and get them off to a good start? Chris Gill, will he bat three? They've got David Milan. What is what role does he play? Does he bat three, bat four? You've got Puran, and they've signed Allen from the West Indies. Good signing for me and Hendricks. In the middle order, Moses Hendricks will just balance the side up. And they've gone for Pierce, out and out Pierce, with you know, they've got a you've got quick bowlers in in, in Shami, who has had a long, long time off, and it'll be too de- depends on how he comes back because he hasn't played a great deal of cricket in between. Um, and you've got one from three for me. You've got Richardson from Australia, Meredith, and then you've got Jordan, our own Chris Jordan. So one of them will play down the bottom of the order. How does Milan fit in this group? Have they got enough good Indian players in that middle order to get them to a total which will be winnable? Um, I certainly think they've got the bowling lineup because the likes of Ashwin and, and you know, uh, Bishu, the spin bowling department is, is covered. But again, I think they'll have to fight for that full spot 
if they want to try and get into the knockout stages. Yeah, I mean, they've got, if you look at the bench strength, I'm not sure Chris Gale's going to start. He didn't play a lot of the games uh, in October, November. Um, they've got Safrez Khan as well. Can you remember? It's only a few years ago that he was retained by RCB. And yeah. I think K.O. Rahul was actually let go. And he was only about 17. But his career is kind of uh, plateaued a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, and Milan as well at three. I imagine he's going to come in. Three seems a bit too high for Puran, who will probably come in at four. It just seems like they're very, very reliant on their top two. Now, we know last year, if they what they managed to look, they contrived to lose a couple of games in at the start of last year's IPL, which if they'd won, that could have given them, you know, they actually probably would have finished uh, in the top four. Mm. They didn't, and you've got to, it's not that you have to get off to a good start. I mean, I remember Mumbai Indians, I think they'd won one in seven about five, six years ago, and they, they won the they won the IPL, so you can get over a sluggish start, but not with a team like this. So you've got to imagine that they've they've got to start strongly. And if they do, you know, someone like Darwin Milan, if a team can if he can play, you can see him contrasting really well with someone like Pura. But um, it's asking for quite a lot to go right to see them really challenging. I think. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that that's it. I think the. the the conundrum they've got is getting their overseas in the right spots and making sure they perform because Agarwal and Raul perform well at the top. The rest have got, you know, the, the rest of the Indian players went on, on, on paper. You think that they've got some good players, you know, Shami top, top bowler hasn't played a lot of cricket and so, so he should be fresh. Bishnu, you know, good, good, good spin bowler. And it's just whether they get the right, the, the ducks in the order from an overseas point of view, Mosik Hendricks, how do they use them? Do they use them like Stoinis at Delhi from last year? Is he as good as Stoinis? Probably not with a bat, but possibly with the ball. So it'll be interesting to see what their their their, their sort of matchups are. Interesting. These probably had the biggest overhaul of players. I've got eight new players from the the auction, five of which were overseas. That tells you last year that the Indian players weren't too bad in the overseas positions. Let them down a little bit last year. They had to turn to Chris Gill later in the tournament. You know, this year, where do they go with it? Do they have to go down the same route or do they let the universe boss out early to say, right, we're going to sort of go? It'll be an interest, interesting to see what the Kings 11, or the, the Punjab Kings 11 is. Okay, so uh, top wicket taker and uh, top run scorer for you. Oh, you've got to go, Shami. For me, Bowling is experienced, seam bowler, but bowls well in 2020 cricket, fantastic player. Can't look beyond Kiel Rao. He is a fantastic performer at the white ball form of the game. Um, well, all forms of the game. And again, he was he was top run scorer last year. Was at 14 and in 670 runs. A higher score of 132. Average of 55. Doesn't get any better than that. Well, look, I'm going to say Agarwal because, you know, why not? And um, one to watch out for, Riley Meredith. I, I was impressed by him. Yeah. He made his debut for Australia in the recent T20 series. Dismissed Kane Williamson a couple of times, I think. He's got pace, but he seems to have, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Bowls tight lines as well. You know, cramps a batsman for room. So, you know, if, again, if he gets off to a good start, then, you know, he's definitely one to watch out for. But, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to go with Shami as well. Injury permitting, of course. He, he has been a bit stop-start in the last six months, so we'll have to see where he's going. Um, well, look, plenty to talk about. You are listening to the Cricket Collective IPL special. And uh, coming up very shortly with myself, John Norman and Steve Harmison, we're going to take a, a look at a team synonymous with English talent. But is that still the case now? Rajasthan Royals and also uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Just Butler is back on strike. He's coming down the pitch. He's hit this one high, hard and handsome. Jahar is going to continue the leg spinner. And Just Butler hammers him over the leg side. First ball of the over for six. Uvanesha Kumar responds with the short ball. But Livingston's hit even further over mid-wicket. Oh, and Stokes goes again. This is the biggest of the lot. It's got miles. Here he is now. Oh, he's another one. High and long and six. Phenomenal batting from Ben Stokes. So to Rajasthan, uh, every England cricket fan's second team, I, I imagine, these days. Um, because, of course, they've got lots of English players, or at least they did. Jofra Archer, of course, unlikely to play, I think it's fair to say. Liam Livingston is in. I'm not sure there's much point, I'll be honest with you. Big question for me is, Harmy, 
Where does Ben Stokes play? Does he open with Butler? Does he bat at three? Is a newfound position for England or down five or six? Or indeed at four? He could bat, he could bat anywhere, basically. He could bat anywhere. He could play anywhere. He's that sort of cricketer. And I think Ben Stokes is going to open the bat. They showed in the, in the last IPO when he... When he came back from New Zealand um, after having sort of some time off, he's the number one batsman at the top of the order for Rajasthan Royals. And I think Joss Butler will go in with him. My worry for, for Rajasthan is they're local players. They're Indian players, players, you know, that the, not, the non-overseas players. Are they, one, good enough? And where do they fit in? How do they fit in? Because Archer's a huge blow. Archer's a huge blow. And I know I'm biased because I'm an Englishman. And yes, he's from my neck of the woods. I would have tried to sign Mark Wood. I definitely would have tried to sign Mark Wood as the replacement, straight replacement for Jofra Archer, because I think they need a bit of pace. Now you're looking at potentially, they needed they, they put all their eggs in one basket to sign Morris to bowl with Archer at, up front or at the death. And now not having, not having that extra pace, I just worry that, that, that their attack is a little bit toothless when it comes to, you know, from a, from a pace point of view. They've got Andrew Ty. Will he play? Will the Fizzer play? Um, will they go out and out overseas batsmen? Do they go Butler, Stokes, Samson, and then chuck a Miller in, or even a Livingston in it at number three and go top heavy on, on overseas? Look, we want them to do well because you know, we've got you know, huge English connections in there, but their Indian players have got to stand up and be counted because I'm not sure they're at the level of of what the other franchises are. You've talked about the Mumbai Indians, top, top players that they have got from a local point of view, Pandya Brothers, Rohit Sharma, talked about you know, the, the, uh, the Punjab Kings in Agarwal and Shami and Keir Rahul. I see Samson. I don't see much other than, than young potential. So they've got to fulfil their potential in this. And if Stokes and Butler get out early, then on, on more occasions than they the come off, then I think it could be a it could be a difficult difficult time for the uh, Rajasthan Royals. But you never know. You never know. You know we've seen it many many times, and Rajasthan have surprised in in other tournaments, especially when they had Shane Warne first up. But I like Rajasthan and I want Rajasthan to do well, and I fancied them if they had Archer. But Jofra Archer not playing for Rajasthan, opening the bowling and bowling to death, bowling his four overs for less than twenty eight. I think is a huge blow for the Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, look, we've seen, uh, I think the Fizz will play, the Bangladeshi uh, yeah. left armour. You know, he's had a, a really interesting career today. He really burst on the scene in the IPL uh, for Sunrisers Hyderabad. You know, he, I think he was, uh, if he wasn't at the top of the wicket-taking list at the end of the season, he, he certainly was up there. Then, of course, whether he was a bit overbold, playing in multi-formats, just started to look a little bit jaded, lost, lost his Fizz, essentially. But the last year or so, it looks like he's come back to form. But mm. he's no replacement for Jofra Archer, that's for sure. Jofra Archer, I'd have to say, is one of maybe two or three players that you'd, you'd say is irreplaceable, unless you can bring in someone like, I don't know, like Jasper Bumrah or something, I suppose. So, yeah, that's there's a massive blow. Fizz will play, but it just puts so much pressure on the likes of Tiagi and Morris. It's, it's difficult to see Rajasthan climbing above where they were last year. And they had a poor season last year, even with all this, this, even with Archer, they didn't have a good season, did they? Mm. So uh, difficult for them. The other thing, of course, is you look at Butler and Stokes, they have been on tour since January, you know, and this tournament's going on till the end of May. Again, I know they've got the families out with them, but I see it. I see a difficult series or a difficult season for Rajasthan. Um, but yeah, like you, I'd like to see them do well. Okay, so top wicket taken and top run scorer for you. Yeah, I think Stokes from the, the the run scorers. I think Stokes will, and I agree. I think Livingston might have to come into it if the Fizzer and Ty or, or uh, Andrew Ty don't get the wickets that they might as well go top heavy batting and try and get two hundred and twenty each time. And say that's going to be our, our game plan. So Livingston or Miller might come in there. But Stokes to me, leading run scorer. And I think Morris is going to have to take, he's going to have to take what, you know, you look at, you look at the wickets that were taken last year, 30, the leading wicket taker, he's going to have to take in excess of 25 for me, for Rajasthan to have any chance of getting to the top four. Um, I'm going to go for Sanju Sampson, top run scorer. Yeah, quality, point to prove as well. He was, 
kind of like the golden boy for a couple of years, wasn't he? And his stars just dipped slightly. So I see a good season for him. And I'm back in the fizz. Fizz is going to come back. I love a bit of fizz. So, yeah. OK, well, that's Rajasthan. Um, let's cast our eye now over Sunrisers Hyderabad. And Bester goes to smack him over mid-wicket, which he does clean as a whistle. What a sound that made off the bat. He goes to 100 with a stroke to remember. Of Neshwar Kumar has bowled there you go. He's bowled Jason Roy. Well, what a comeback that was. What a first over. Bouncing in his receipt here, and he bowls him! Through the defences of Virat Kohli. Superb late spin bowling from Rashid Khan. Southie bowls a slow ball. Kane Williams and crashes it through the offside. And what a shot. As in comes Sundar and immediately met by the big battered Jason Roy who launches it into the crowd. Well, it's the duo at the top of the order. You never thought you'd see play after the 2017-18 Ashes. Johnny Bairstow and David Warner. Uh, but boy, <laughs> are they effective. A little bit too effective because, of course, you need a little bit of practice out there in the middle. And when they didn't fire, um, suddenly Sunrisers didn't know what to do. Even Kay Williamson, who's unflappable, looked a bit flappable. Um, but, yeah, so, look, you've got Bearstone Warner, Manish Pandey, Kane Williamson. Uh, now, Kader Jadaf is, back, is in the side. That's interesting for me because that has been part of the problem, eh, with um, Sunrisers. It's, it's not top-order runs, it's middle-order runs. Um, and then you've got Rashid Khan, of course, we know so much about him. Bhuvneshwar, Kumar. I mean, this is a, we know these players, not just from mm. IPL. We know them from playing for their countries as well. Um, and then Natarajan as well. You know, he's, he's had a great six months. Can he kick on as well? He's had a brilliant couple of years in, um, in the IPL. So they are a strong team. They're always there or thereabouts. David Warner, superb leader, great run scorer. Bairstow was only dropped, wasn't he? His only drop was it Holder came into the side. Yeah, Holder came in, yeah. So he was scoring the runs. They just tinkered with the, the lineup in terms of the tactics, paid off for them. Holder came in, was brilliant. Um, Holder's there again, of course, so he'll he'll feature at some point. The bench strength looks good. Mohammed Nabi, you know, we always talk about Rashid Khan, but Mohammed Nabi, uh, fantastic. And then a bit of a weird one to get Jason Roy. I don't think they really needed Jason Roy, but you know, when you got him. On the on the bench, Sunrisers are going to be there. Um, they're a team I can't help like, even if they do have David Warner captaining them. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think they are. I think they're up there. I think they're going to be in the top four. Um, I think I can understand why they got Roy. I really can because they've gone for they've gone for somebody at the top. They've gone when you talk about the matchups and how they're going to start off and play. It means they're going to have Roy, Pesto, or Warner one, two, three throughout the whole competition. If one of them misses out, they're not bringing a young Indian opener in. They're going to go with experience. They're going overseas. So it's natural that if one misses out, an overseas misses out, an overseas goes in. So they've got that covered. Kieran Williamson in the middle order is absolutely brilliant. The reason why they brought Jason Holder in was because they couldn't get any wickets. They really struggled to get wickets in, in, the, in the power player and in, in, the, uh, in the middle period. That's gone because Bhuvaneshwar Kumar's fit. And he is, for me, the best white ball seam bowler in the world, bar none. Nobody, I don't think, has anybody better. Even Jasper Bumra and Jofra Archer, with the brand new Kukabra, is not as good as what, for me, is what Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is. So to have him back and have him for the whole tournament, I think that's what puts Sunrisers in. You can talk about Warner and Roy, um, Besto and Roy and Williamson, but for me, Kumar is the key to this because if he bowls well for 14 games... Sunrisers will be challenging in the top end of the table and rather than the bottom end of the table. They've got Nitarajan, who for me will take wickets at the, at the death. Very, very good Yorker bowler. And they've got options of the spin department. You've got Rashid Khan, who goes for less than 20. He's like just, he's like uh, Jofra Archer. He goes for less than sort of between 20 and 28, which is a match winner. And he gets wickets. Interesting. The start in Chennai. The start in Chennai and the start with three absolute belting games. They play Kings, sorry, KKR first game, then they play the Royal Challengers, then they play the Mumbai Indians. If Sunrisers get off to a good start and win two out of them three games, for me, they qualify because they carry on the momentum they're going. They'll play two big guns in the first three games, so we'll see where the, uh, the Sunrisers are. But for me... I think the top of the order is as devastating as any of the others that I fancy in this tournament. And I think we'll see a good IPL from David Warner. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I think they're going to be there or thereabouts. In fact, they're my tip to win it if uh, if we can't say Mumbai Indians. So let's have a look then. Top uh, run score on top wicket take it for you, Steve Harmson. Kane Williamson will for me will still be there oh, up there as as good as anybody in the in the run scoring department. He's going to hold this all together. And as much as I think Bhuvaneshwar Kumar is the best uh, seam bowler. I think from a wicket, leading wicket taker's point of view, you get more of your wickets at the death when people are having a go at you. So it'll be Nitarajan for me. Yeah, I think that's a great shout, but I'm not going to agree with it because where's the fun in that? I'm going to say <laughs> Rashid Khan, in terms of run scorers, I'm not going Williamson. He bats too low. I'm going to go, oh, I can't say Warner. Well, I think it probably will be Warner, but I'm going to say Bairstow. Fingers crossed it is Bairstow. Yeah, fingers crossed it's Bairstow. But yeah, Hyderabad for me to win this year's IPL if Mumbai Indians don't. Okay, well, look, that's uh, the thoughts of myself, John Norman, and Steve Harmison. We've uh, cast our eye over Mumbai Indians, Punjab Kings, Rajasthan Royals, and Sunrisers Hyderabad. Still to come, Kolkata, Delhi, Chennai, and Bangalore. You're listening to an IPL special on the Cricket Collective on TalkSport 2. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Here is Pretorius once again. Morgan goes right yeah! outside off stump and swings it over square leg for six more. Becker on the way. Russell goes. Yes, he does. Over extra cover. Once more with gusto. Hondo Russell goes big again. Oh, that is a giant six. Out of the ground. Welcome back to the show. This is a Cricket Collective uh, IPL preview special. Myself, John Norman. And uh, the main man, Steve Harmison. OK, so we've uh, had a look at Mumbai and uh, Punjab, Rajasthan and Hyderabad. Let's have a look at Kolkata. I always like Kolkata. I think it's, it's partly Kolkata is quite a cool name. Uh, Chris Wokes was great for them. I just like him. Also, my dad was, was born in Kolkata. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No. Well, there you go. I think they're going to be good again this year. I like Kolkata. I tipped them last year. They didn't actually finish in the top four. Uh, I'm not tipping them this year, but when you look at the side, there's bags in there that's um, to look forward to, you know, whether it's uh, Shubman Gill at the top of the order. Struggled a bit in the test, but then what batsman didn't against England? You've got Sunil Noreen, who, uh, you know, has been used as a pinch hitter, comes in lower down the order, could even bat at five, I don't know. Pat Cummins, of course, who didn't quite justify his price tag last year. But again, he's had a break as well. So I, I imagine he'll be better second time round. So, yeah, I, I think they're going to be in the top four, Kolkata. What about yourself? 
No, I don't. I don't fancy them. I disagree. I think I, I, I like them as individuals. I, I actually think the players are a team of individuals. I think Narayan got found out last year, big time. I really did. I thought the quick bowlers get the quick bowlers on, stick one up his nose, and the end for the top of the middle stump. Got a great chance of getting him out. Um, I don't think Narayan will play. I, I really don't. I think Morgan will. I, I, I love Owen Morgan as a captain. I think he's a great leader. He's, he's leading a team of individuals. It's whether he can get them to play for a team. If he can get them to play as a team, he's got a chance. You know, the Gil Rana at the top of the order, strong. Where does Morgan bat? Where does he fit in here? Does he fit in at four? Does he fit in at five? You've got Shaky Balasan. They paid a bit of cash for him. So, yeah, he will come back in. Seven auction players tells you that. They were looking at a big changeover. Three of them were overseas. So, yeah, the one at Wilder... Do they want to try and play Lockie Ferguson, who did really well for them last year? How do you get Ferguson and Cummins in the same team and also have Russell in? Doesn't work because I think they want to play Shaki Balasan. So it'll either be Cummins or Ferguson. You've got yeah, uh, Kuldeep. You've got Krishna, who did well against England. Uh, Prashad Krishna did well against England. And Chakravarti, who, who had a decent, decent time of it last year. So on paper, they've got a half-decent side. And somebody who, you know, in the middle order who was captain last year in Dinesh Kartik, who Sky Sports love watchers will have enjoyed his punditry because he was brilliant, talked a lot of sense. He has got to fit in this side as a player now, not as a captain. So for me, there's a lot of question marks on this KKR side. Morgan has to lead them well, which he will, because that's what Owen Morgan does. Can he get them to play as a team? They've got a tough start, really, really tough start. They play the Sunrisers first up then they play Mumbai, and then they play the Royal Challengers Bangalore. That's three very, very tough games in the first seven. If they don't hit the ground running after three games, they could be bottom of the log and really sort of staring up rather than potentially staring down. So for me, I think they might struggle to get to the top four. Well, when you started saying that, I started to doubt myself. But then you went through the team. This sounds even better than I thought. <laughs> the bench strength as well. I didn't even mention Coldeep Yadav. I completely forgot about Andre Russell. And then, of course, Shaqib Alassane as well. I mean, you know, you can't get much better all-round talent than him. And if they do get off to a decent start, who knows? I'm backing them. I'm saying top mm. four for, for, uh, for KKR. I'll probably be wrong like I was last year. But um, I like them for all the reasons I've listed. Uh, OK, then. Well, it's good that we disagree about something. Who's your top wicket-taker and top uh, run scorer from KKR? Shubman Gill has got to have a very, very good tournament. He got found out a little bit in the test matches with, with, with England. So he'll come back wanting a point to prove with the white ball. That's where he'll feel as though I'm more suited. So Gill has to score runs. So I'm backing him to be top run scorer. I don't know where Shaki Balasan is going to bat, whether he's going to bat three, four or five. I will back him to take the leading wicket taker. Shaki Balasan to be leading wicket taker. The start off in Chennai. That is, uh, you would think, a spin, more spin-friendly surface. So, you know, with, with the likes of Shaki Balasan, Kuldeep, they've got, they've got the spin department. Will Cummins, Ferguson, I think Cummins will get the nod there, but I'll go with uh, Gil with a bat and Shaki Balasan with the ball. Oh, mate, I'm going to have to agree with you on both counts. I think Gil's a terrific player. And, yeah, Shakib, I think, is a class act on the field. So, uh, yeah, I'm going I'm to have to agree. We'll, we'll disagree about where they're going to end up, but we'll agree about who's going to start for them. Let's have a look at, uh, at Delhi then. Oh, no. No. Rishabh Pant has just reverse paddled him. Square leg in front of square. On the fence, oh, he's knocked him over. What a delivery. But the death rattle has been sounded, and it's Kagisa Rabada who is the man who's played the tune. Hetmeyer down the pitch. Giving it an almighty wallop! Wow! And Billings tails away and hits us high and hard. That's gone a mighty way. Delhi, obviously, lost the final. They've got a terrible record against Mumbai, uh, but they've got a terrific record against everybody else, pretty much. Uh, we know a lot about them in terms of uh, who they're being led by, but where do you see the improvements? Because if they do improve on last year, then they're going to win the thing. Yeah, well, they've gone for Smith in, in, in the gone for Steve Smith in that middle order. Where does Marcus Stoinis bat? That's the key. Back end of the tournament in UAE, went in one, two, and three. That suited, um, it suited Delhi with them, with them losing Suresh Iyer. I think there's a lot of question marks on where, where people fit in. Is Pant going to go 
potentially does Rishi Pant go in first? You know, make the most of the power play. Is, is he more suited of his captain to be to be further down the order? The one thing they've got, they've got not only have they got strength and depth, they've got some fantastic experience in that. Sure, can they get the best out of Privy? Sure, because he, he started poorly, ended up getting dropped. Ricky Ponton spoke about him a couple of days ago. He talked about you know trying to get him back on the horse and get him you know being positive again. So if you've got Shaw, pretty sure Shikidawan, Rahani, Smith, Pant, Stoinis, Axar Patel as your top seven, that's not a bad lineup. That's not a bad lineup. And you follow that up with you know Rabada, R. Ashwin, Nokia, and possibly an Ishant. That's a very very strong eleven when it comes to to uh, to Delhi. Basically, last year their big key components were in the bowling department was um, Rabada and Nokia. They were brilliant, absolutely brilliant for them last year. Rabada got his Rabada got his thirty wickets, and he he was the leading wicket taker in the tournament. Um, and again, he is going to have to to stand up and be counted. Interesting signing of Steve Smith, and where does he bat? Does he fit in at four? Can Rahani and Steve Smith bat in the middle order together and be successful? I think that is the big key question. Rahani's always going to play because obviously he's an Indian player. Spent a little bit of money on Smith. He wasn't a massive buy. Interesting to see if he goes in there. You've also got to throw into that conundrum, England, two English players. I don't think will play in Tom Curran or Sam Billens. They've got three absolute bankers in overseas that will play every game for me if they're fit. And that is Marcus Stoinis, Kagisa Rabada and Onrik Nokia. If all three of them are fit, their player, massive loss for Ayer. I still think Delhi will will fit into that top four. I'm just intrigued to see how they fit their top six and what order they go in. Yeah, I think that the loss of uh, Ayer is is maybe one too far for them. Actually, I, I don't think they're going to have the season they did last year. I think that they, they've got a little bit of a problem with big hitting. There's undoubted quality in that side, but whether it's the kind of quality you need to win an IPL. They came really close in 2020. I'm not. I'm not sure they're going to come as close again. They're going to blast teams out with Rabada and Nokia. You know that that kind of bowling at the front end and the back end. And to be honest, like Nokia seems to be getting even better. Yeah. You know? So that's that's huge for them. You know, Hetmeyer, if he's one of the four to come in, he's he's shown flashes, but he's shown flashes for too long now. We need more consistency from him. I wonder if Chris Wokes can play a part this year. I was really impressed by his first season when he played for KKR. I was a bit dumbfounded that he, that he didn't really play the following season and was let go. But, uh, yeah, I mean, players of the likes of Rahane and Smith at test level. Actually, I'm not even sure ODI is just Smith at times. But um, it's it's that power that I mm. think Delhi are going to be missing. But they're coached by one of the best in the business. So, uh who knows? Okay, well, uh, what about top run scorer, top wicket taker for you? Uh, Shiki Darwin, top run scorer. And it's simple. He's, for me, he's one of the, the best bowl, wicket taking bowlers in in, the, in, in IPL or in, in any domestic or international form of white ball cricket. And that's Kagisa Rabada. Wokes might come in if, if Nokia doesn't have the impact he has last year. That's where Chris Wokes might, might fit in. And this start, for me, this start favourably. They start with Chennai Super Kings first. Rajasthan Royals, if they can knock over the, one of the, the two English guys at the top, and then they start with the Punjab Kings, three teams who you'd fancy taking on early in the in the tournament. So that, for me, is why I think Delhi might just get off to a good start. Okay, well, I'm going to have to agree in terms of the batting. Look, I'll go. Uh, what did you say, Rabada? Well, I'll go Nokia, just yeah. to keep things interesting, eh? But yeah, but um, I I don't see them being successful this year as I did. Uh, last year. Okay, well, we've done six, uh, just two to go. You're listening to the Cricket Collective on Talksport 2 and an IPL preview. Oh my goodness, he has smashed that field out. Sam Curran has beasted it over long on the sixth. Fifth ball of his innings. Oh, he's bowled him! Merlin Ali's got one to absolutely rip! Goes long over mid-wicket. He entered in one ball. The South India Derby finished with one massive blow from MS Tony. Welcome back. You're listening to Talksport 2's 
Cricket Collective, a IPL preview with myself, John Norman, and Steve Harmson. Okay, Harmony, just two teams to go. Um, I'd say that they're probably the most famous of all the IPL teams, if you forgive me, Mumbai Indians, but there's something about Chennai, the yellow top, MS Dhoni and all that, and, of course, RCB. They don't win it, but they've got Virat Kohli, and they've had Chris Gale, and they've had, uh, they still do have AB de Villiers. So, you know, they've got the star appeal. Now, Chennai, of course, are this year without the services of Shane Watson because he's retired, finally. Uh, they still do have a bit of an old squad. Suresh Rain is back. So it was a bit weird the way he ducked out last year. I don't know if he's uh, getting on with everyone, but we'll, uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I've got a feeling they might even be opening with uh, Sam Curran. So uh, where do you see them this year? Again, I, still, I think they'll, they'll struggle again. I really do. You know, talk about Dad's Army, the sign Pajara. Um, Pajara came back, they signed Utapa, he came uh, uh, Robin Utapa has signed for them as well um, I, I just think the, 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 the age of the squad 14 games, bubble life there could be just that one step too far, they've got some exciting cricketers, you mentioned Sam Curran I actually think Sam will back down the order I think he'll bat five, five or six behind MS Tony and what an experience that'll be by the way being in the middle around MS Tony, possibly for the last time in IPL cricket. Um, we'll have to wait and see. Mo and Ali might go in first for me. I think Mo and Ali might go in first. Dupassi at three, Raidu at four, Doni five, Curran six, Jadeja if he's fit. Thakur, who's done well against England. You know, he's, he impressed me in that middle bit uh, of, of, of every game, of the, you know, the longer format of the white ball game and the shorter format. I think it's a blow that Hazelwood's decided that he's going to pull out. And I, that's a blow because I think they missed, missed that little bit of pierce. You look at Nagidi and you know, he's been, I looked as though he's been on my diet for the last six or seven months because he looks as though he's a big lad now. But he did well when he came back in. So whether they go more spin you know, with Mitch Santner, whether they go Nagidi or whether they go Imran Tahir, they start in Mumbai, possibly... More seamer than than spin spin friendly. Very difficult start in Delhi Capitals, but you, know, you never you know keep an old dog down. And MS Tony, while you've got a captain like MS Tony, and you've got people wanting to play for you know the the natural born leader in MS Tony, you can't really rule them out. But for me, I think it'll be a, a tough tough ask to get Chennai Super Kings into the the top four. I just I just don't see it. I think they've got a good side. I don't think they've got an exciting side. Sam Curran, for me, is going to get 14 valuable experience games with the likes of you know Jadeja and MS Tony in the same side, potentially Imran to here. But I, I don't see them finishing in the top four. Yeah, I agree. I think they're going to struggle to finish top four. I mean, I, I've, I've always had a bit of a, a man crush on Robin Utapa, um, but I think his best years are, are behind him. Sam Curran, wherever he plays, that's going to be a strange dressing room to be in, isn't it? I mean, he's a shade over 21 and he's going to be sitting around. He's going to learn lots, as you say, but it's going to be a bit, bit strange for him, I'm sure. Rayner, we know so much about, but again, what is he now, 33? Faf de Plessis, again, he's in his 30s. Um, Batty Wayne Bravo. Yeah. And even MS Doney last year, there was times he came to bat and the MS Doney of five, ten years ago would have seen the team home, but Seems way short. So, yeah, struggles. Struggle for me, I think. Uh, and it'll be a sad way if it is MS Dhoni's, uh final season to bow out if it goes yeah. the way we expect. Uh, OK, what about top run scorer, top wicket, wicket taker? They're going to they're gonna need their overseas big time. I know it's going to sound like a broken record because I'm saying this quite a lot. They're going to need Fafti Plessis to score the runs for them uh, and hold Chennai together. Can he score the runs quick enough? That was the argument between him and Watson last year. So Faf for me with the bat um, and Thakur with the ball. I'd love to see a Sam Curran because he's going to bowl probably at the start and st- probably at the end. Um, but Thakur showed enough during the uh, during the, the one-day series against England that this kid's got, he's got something. He's got a bit of guts. Don't mind fronting up. Bowl in the power player. Bowl in the tough period. Hits a deck hard. Uh, uh, so I, I think the call will take the, the wickets for for um, for the Chennai Super Kings. Well, I'll agree with you on the wickets, and I'm going to go for Suresh Rayner. He'll know the end is coming. He's still got a couple of years left. Don't get me wrong, but 
he didn't play last year as well. So I think if he gets off to a good start, I think Sirius Rayner could be key for them. Okay. Well, the final team coming up. Uh, how can you how can you leave Verrett Coley to last? In the game for Virat Kohli and he's worked this deep into the crowd to win the game. Familiars goes again over mid-wicket. Oh, that's a giant six. It's out of the ground. A.V. Davilliers is smoking them. Davilliers goes big once more over square leg. Has he done enough? He has. And A.V. Davilliers to 53 in just 23 balls. Woods in again. Kohli steps outside off and pulls him over the mid-wicket boundary for six. So, Royal Challenge against Bangalore, the side where we all uh, scratch our heads and wonder, where is the thinking with this side on the one hand and how have they not won it on the other? They, uh, the perennial underachievers, they have invested, they paid big money, didn't they? To two players that don't necessarily fit what they need, you could argue. Glenn Maxwell, we know so much about the big show, but his consistency at IPL... Hasn't really been there. And then Carl Jameson. What a start to international cricket in New Zealand. But big money for an untried, uh, tall, fast bowler. You might not even get into the uh, starting eleven. Yeah, again, we talk about the big show and the big show turning up. Maxwell, the biggest show in town is Coley. Can the big show overdo the, the, the biggest show in town? I just wonder... You look at India, the Indian cricket team is led by Virat Kohli. And for me, he is he's the best individual and the most powerful individual in the game. I really enjoy. I know he crosses the line sometimes, but I really enjoy the way Virat Kohli plays the game, talks about the game, conducts himself to a point in the game and the way he plays, goes about the nature of his, his business. Classy, stylish. Um, like I said, he can cross the line, but I'd rather him get close to it, play that way. I just wonder in 2020 cricket, when you have to have a formula, you have to put the ego at the, you know, leave it on the bus, that that's why the Royal Challengers haven't won an IPL because they haven't get quite getting over the line. Possibly, and I'm just speculating here, maybe that Virat Kohli is not willing to either listen, take on board somebody else's opinion or their viewpoint of from the outside coming in rather than it's the Virat Kohli show, it's the Virat Kohli team, and this is how this team is going to play. And I just wonder if that's what's just holding them back from getting over the line. You know, you look at the Mumbai Indians, yeah, Robert Sharma to a point, we talk about how good a captain he is. You know, people's influences, Mihaila Jai Wardner coming in, whether Virat Kohli needs to possibly listen to advice coming in, and that might get them over the line. They've gone, again, another one, they've changed a lot of players. Eight players in, they've bought in the auction, three overseas, Two who are really untested at IPL level in Kyle Jamison and somebody who is very, very good at 2020 cricket, but not cracked the IPL and Dan Christian. And then you've got the big show, Glenn Maxwell. Where does he fit in? Does he fit in at number five? Is number five too low for Glenn Maxwell? Does he go, does De Villiers go at three? So you've got Coley at two, De Villiers three, Maxwell four. What a powerhouse that is in that middle order. Can for me, can the Indian players you know supersede the overseas players? If they do, got a great chance of winning because you know Richardson, Kane Richardson is a decent decent bowler. You've got Siraj and Sani bowl very, very well uh, against England. You've got Chahal, unbelievable spinner um, when it goes, Washington Sundar. So you think as a bowling department, it's not bad. It's how they fit the batting department in. Kelly last year was absolutely brilliant at the start. But the problem is he's got COVID. And how long is he going to be out for? How much is he going to miss at the, at the top of the order? He was brilliant. The start hard, the start tough. Doesn't get any tougher than Mumbai Indians. First game, Sunrisers Hyderabad. Second game. But if they, you know, if they want to win it, they've got to go and beat, the for me, the two that are going to be the top two in the first two games. If they do that, they've got a great chance for me. OK, then. So top wicket taker, top run scorer as we uh, wrap up. Oh, it's got to be Virat, hasn't it? Again, I, I think this kid is the, one of the greatest of all time. He is the best for me in this modern generation. He will be top run scorer, no doubt, because he will not want the big show or A.B. de Villiers to outshine him. That's the way he looks at the game. I'm going to go for Chahal. They're going to need a wrist spinner. They're going to need a spinner in there to sort of take wickets. 
They need a wicket taker in that middle period. And if Jahal has a good tournament, RCB have got a good chance. Do you know what? It's a great point. It's very difficult to pick a top wicket taker there, isn't it? It's all for different reasons, and it's quite difficult to pick a top run scorer. I'm going to go for, for De Villiers uh, just because I can. I'm going to go Saini. I just think that Richardson's going to, his position's going to be scrutinised. Yeah. Jameson's going to have to play. So I think him and Richardson will probably share uh, bowler duties. So I'm going to go Saini. Okay, then. So as we wrap up the show, uh, who's going to win it and who are your top four teams? Who are the, not in order, but. Uh, the teams that are going to finish in the top four? I think Delhi will scrape into the top four just in fourth place. RCB will have their usual usual IPL. Sunrisers, for me, will be the closest challenger to Mumbai, who potentially will who will finish top of the log, Mumbai Indians. And then when it comes to that, I've got a funny feeling that the Sunrisers might just, just do something special. But I've also got a funny feeling, if we can't mention the Mumbai Indians, if RCB get to the semi-final against the Mumbai Indians, you know, just mentioned, we've, we've just mentioned three names, a, a Coley, a Maxwell or a De Villiers could just blow it out of the water. So could Rohit Sharma and a few others, Ishan Kishan and whoever. But if we're not allowed to mention Mumbai, for me, I will go the higher sunrises of Hyderabad will be the ones to pip Mumbai if there's anybody to beat the Indians. Brilliant stuff. Well, I'm going to pretty much agree with you, but I'm going to say KKR are going to uh, finish in the top four alongside Royal Challengers, Bangalore, Sunrisers, Hyderabad and Mumbai Indians. So uh, Delhi to miss out. We shall see. Um, I can't be wrong about KKR every single year. Maybe <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, Harmy, great stuff, mate. Brilliant as ever. We will uh, be back next week. The Cricket Collective uh, will be on every week, Tuesday afternoon or early evening six till seven and uh there will be reporters in place uh, throughout the ipl as well so we will have the tournament covered uh, it won't just be here on the cricket collective but thanks so much for listening uh, you've been listening to the cricket collective on talksbooks the following on podcast is proudly sponsored by barbados tourism and this is your gentle reminder that barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 